This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by Kaleida Health. As Steve Tasker would say, boom diggity. Here we are on a Friday, but it's not a normal Friday because the Bills are playing on Monday night football against the Cincinnati Bengals in Cincinnati. And on the eve of New Year's Eve, they are on the practice field as we speak. Got a jam-packed Friday show for you as we usually do. And... We'll be hearing from Greg Cosell in the second hour of the show, his weekly appearance as we dice up the X's and O's with him on the Bengals. We'll also uh, get a little feel from the locker room. we got sound bits coming your way here shortly. And uh, we intend to have here uh, with us in studio today one Rick Bates. Is that correct? Ricky Bates. Rick Bates. Right. A little Austin Air. <clears throat> Fresh off the field interview. So plenty to get to today. And uh, as always, the OBL Friday fan mailbag is open. Any question you have on the Bills, the NFL at large, the playoff race, possible seating capabilities, playoff scenarios, playoff berths on the line this week, whatever you have in mind, fire them off at us. We'll be happy to do our best to answer them in an intelligent and knowledgeable fashion. Um Steve, I had or to, somewhere thereabouts. I had to get up at the crack of dawn today to take my kid to the airport to fly back right. uh, to school and stuff. That is an ungodly hour. It know. really is in every way, shape, and form. I, I have I have a a tremendous amount of respect for farmers who generally are awake at those hours. Um, but usually not this time of year. Am I right about that? Like wintertime, harvest yeah. is the, har- the hay's in the barn, the harvest's done. Well, you kind of get a, a farmer longer sleeping hours this time of year. A farmer right? can sleep in, but a rancher cannot. Oh, well, yeah, because you got animals you to got take animals care of on every day of the after. year. So all that's, yeah, so there, there are. Thank those you for who, making that distinction. Yeah, and yeah, I, I get it. And it, I was. It does seem to me that there's some sort of, and I don't know whether it's a an, a window, like an overlap, where 5 a.m. is like, that's like in the mo- early in the morning. That's like first thing in the morning. 4.30 a.m., that's the middle of the night. That You know what I mean? The, the well, crossover right. before I got up early this there's morning. there's no time. 4.30 is like, yeah, nobody gets up at 4.30 unless yeah. you got one of those jobs that start, that like you get off at like midnight, right? I mean, yeah. I, yeah, and the thing, 
the thing about getting up that early, it's even harder this time of year because it's still pitch black. Like, you get up around 5, 5.30 in June. It's like, light out. There's some, yeah, there's some light yeah, on yeah, the yeah. horizon. And so you're like, Absolutely. you don't, it doesn't feel as, <laughs> as much of a Listen. trudge out of your bed. Because you're like, well, the sun's coming up. Like, it, it's almost morning, so right. that's not bad. Well, that's the this thing. This time of year, it's just like, oh, what are you doing? It gets, think about it, this time of year, it gets to be like, what time is it? Man, I've been up forever. Oh, it's, it's 8.15. It's been dark for nine hours, it feels like. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, we get like, oh, the days are so short. They're getting longer now, though. Yeah, think I'm about that. Let, let that just spin that positive on our minds. But, yeah, it's like 8 o'clock at night, and it feels like it has been dark for hours. Mm-hmm. Hours. Yeah. And in the summer, it's, sun's still up at 8 o'clock. Yeah, that's why summer is my favorite season, and it's not even close. Yeah, I get Better it. weather, longer daylight hours, yeah, yeah. shorts I, and T-shirts. I get all of it, man. I'm right Sign there with you. Sign me up. Uh, we got to get to Bill's practice updates, presented by LECOM, Lake Erie College of Osteopathic Medicine. On the good news front, we did see Stefan Diggs out there at practice today. Did not practice yesterday due to illness. But he was out there with the rest of the team, so that's a good sign. Saw Mitch Morse out there for a second straight day. Uh, He said yesterday that he intends to play Monday night coming out of concussion protocol. And we'll have some comments from Mitch. He addressed the media yesterday, but you guys ran out of time on the show yesterday to get to him. So we'll try to get some of him on for you to listen to. Had some interesting comments, you know, regarding his concussion history and, you know, moving forward, playing again, all of that stuff. So right. pretty interesting stuff from uh, Mitch, who's he's a pretty deep dude to begin with. You know, he's very introspective, um, just comes across as uh, a guy who's very self-aware while at the same time always deflecting credit to others. So some interesting comments from him. Did not see Jordan Poyer out there during the media viewing portion of practice. Now we know, Steve, that, Poyer is one of those veteran players who Coach McDermott has even said himself can get away with minimal practice during the week right. and still be, be good enough to play in a game and execute a game plan just because, you know, six years in this system kind of helps. Yeah. Um, they trust him even in minimal reps to be ready to play and do whatever he needs to do to execute the game well, plan yeah, out I mean, there that's, at the field. And he's been in the same system for this is sixth year. Right. So he's, right. you know, he should, he knows what he's doing and it's, at this time of year, we've seen it. This team and this coaching staff have done a really good job of making sure they're kind of crescendoing, you know, uh, getting better, and they're kind of peaking when the playoffs start. Yeah. So getting these guys fresh, giving them a couple of days off, and, and let's face it, it's been a long week as well already um, because of the Saturday game, and then before that they had a Saturday game, yep. all of that stuff going on. So they, The storm. The storm, and, and um, they had all the way till yesterday off for the most part. So it's, you know, I think it's it's setting up for them to, you know, hit the playoffs at a dead run. Boogie Basham out there as well as he's trying to return from the calf injury. So he seems to be trending in the right direction. We'll wait for the Thursday, or sorry, the Friday injury report, which is essentially the Thursday injury report on right. a Monday night week, and get the latest participation report from practice today for all of those guys on the injury list. I didn't spot Taiwan Jones, but I, it's possible I could have missed him. He's trying to come back from a hamstring injury. Um, good to see Christian Benford back out um, yes. and get in work. His 21-day windows, we spoke about that yesterday. Don't know when that when it's your hand well he had he had an oblique oh is that what that was hand i thought he had earlier, hands, hand that was earlier. earlier in the year his oblique he he busted his hand in the miami game in week 3 came back and healed up after that to play now he's got an oblique injury yeah that's and it must different. have been pretty serious if they put him on ir that meant they were pretty confident he was going to miss four games which it's been four games now right so we'll see where that goes in terms of a roster decision for him. This week's game sponsor is the BFLO store. The BFLO store is the official retailer of the Buffalo Bills. We already know the playoff clinching scenario for Buffalo. If they win and Kansas City loses, the top seed is locked up. 
We talked about that earlier in the week as well. There is something on the line for the Bengals in this game as well on Monday night. They get a win, and I think that – no, it doesn't. They need a win and a Baltimore loss to clinch the AFC North title. I think that's, that's right. what it is. They've I'll, I'll double-check. They've got to play Baltimore. Again, and on, right now Baltimore has the head-to-head edge. Right. Uh, the division standings are in the North. It's Cincinnati, Baltimore. Bal- Cincinnati's 11-4. and four, Baltimore's 10-5. and five. So if Cincinnati wins one more um, game and Baltimore loses, yeah, they need but, a loss. And here's the problem: they, they need they to play win each Baltimore other. loss. They're both in the playoffs automatic. They're all in. They're both in. Yeah, Baltimore at the wild card or Cincinnati at the wild card, one or the other. Um, the division champion will be decided on week 18 between the two of them. Yeah, uh, I did hear that originally. We were supposed to get Giants-Colts here in Buffalo this weekend. Not so much. On WIVB Channel 4, our uh, broadcast partner. And that has been flipped. Apparently, locally now in Buffalo, the Buffalo television market, will get Miami at New England, which is obviously a big game as far as the wild card race for them and the Jets are concerned. If Miami wins and the Jets lose at Seattle later in the day on Sunday, Miami has clinched a playoff berth. So that one bears watching. Obviously, New England is trying to stay in the race. They want to beat Miami, and Miami will be starting Teddy Bridgewater at quarterback. Steve, what happens? What do you think the the perception or the perspective is, and how much does it change if Teddy Bridgewater looks almost as effective as Tua does within the scope of this offense, and they win the game over New England. I mean, I realize it's just a one-off here, but right. uh, no. if Bridgewater, I think... I'm not saying he's going to supplant Tua as the starting quarterback. What I'm asking is, does a solid performance by him convince more people that it's McDaniel's scheme that is the key here, not necessarily the guy pulling the trigger? Well, it's certainly evidence, um, but – I think you're it, when you talk about people's opinions, some of them are never going to be swayed. Yeah, uh, I think the only opinions that matter are the ones at the top of the Dolphins organization. Right, they don't believe Teddy Bridgewater is the quarterback that Tua is. I don't think. No, he would be. He wouldn't be the backup. He would be the starter if they felt differently. Well, unless somebody right? at the top doesn't want to, you know, draft Tua, mm. and then have him sit. I'm. Yeah. I, you're always going to have that with Tua. You're always going to have it where because a guy like Teddy Bridgewater matches him physically in his abilities. His arm strength, his mobility, all of that is the same. They're the same guy. Uh, the difference between Tua and Teddy Bridgewater is his knowledge of the offense, his decision-making, and his ability to throw accurately. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be – I think it's a smart move for Miami, and I, I know you want to get the best guy possible. Smart move by Miami, by Miami to get a guy like Bridgewater who mimics their starter. Mm-hmm. We saw it last year. We thought I thought Trubisky was a kind of a mimic with Josh Allen. Um, you know, I don't think Case Keenum is that, but he no. brings his he brings his own skill set and his own his own resume to the table. That's that's pretty extensive. So I, I think it serves Miami well. But no, you're going. I don't think anybody changes their opinion. There's certainly you're going to hear it on social media because that's yeah. what it is. But I don't think rationally, if Teddy Bridgewater comes in and lights up the the New England Patriots, people will chalk it up more to the Patriots than they will Teddy. Good chance of that. Uh, the injury report for the Bengals pretty short this week. Lyle Collins, their right tackle, is listed as a non-participant. He's expected to get put on IR at some point this week after suffering season-ending knee injury last week. So that'll be a loss for them on their offensive line. Sam Hubbard, one of their starting defensive ends, missed last week's game with a calf injury, trying to come back this week. He was limited in practice on Thursday. We'll wait and see what the Friday injury report holds for the Bengals. Um, But Hubbard appears to be trending in the right direction to return sooner than anticipated because head coach Zach Taylor in Cincinnati originally called his injury a week-to-week injury, and then he changed that to -to day-to-day on Tuesday this week. So it seems as though Hubbard has a shot to play. We had 
Bengals play-by-play man Dan Horde on earlier this week on our Bills by the Numbers podcast, which is out now on any of the podcast platforms you may listen to, and he was unsure if Hubbard would be able to get back. I wonder if he plays his full complement of snaps. Maybe that doesn't happen coming off this calf injury. We'll have to just wait and see on Monday night. Yeah, it's, it's one of the soft tissues hard, particularly legs, like if your calf or your hamstring or quad. Or, Plus know, he's got a guy leaning on him right. while he's trying to drive because off that thing. The guy could come in and say, yeah, I'm going to give it a go. Well, you know, two plays in, once the adrenaline kicks in, he could be out for the game. And then now you got this roster spot and a guy in the rotation who's out. And unless you keep an extra guy up just in case, and even then you're short someplace else. Roster spots are really valuable on game day. And I think in, in this day and age, coaches are really hesitant to, to have a guy say, yeah, I'm going to give it a shot. Well, what if you can't go? Then they're da- that hurts, you know. Then you're you got a guy that's gonna that's out of the rotation. Plus you're short man, you're short handed. You don't even have a body to stick in there unless you, you know. So yeah, soft tissue's hard, particularly to evaluate. Yeah. So it's just something to keep an eye on heading into the game on Monday night. A is he up and playing? Which it seems like he's trending in that direction. B, how much does he play? Uh, or do they have to use his backup cam sample, much like they did last week against New England? Steve, I don't know if you saw this, but apparently earlier, or actually it was yesterday, in Tampa Bay, a helicopter crashed into the bay, yeah. and Bucks backup quarterback Blaine Gabbard and his brothers were on jet skis nearby where the crash happened, and they were apparently instrumental in the rescue. Like yeah. they rescued people. There were four people out in the of the chopper. crash. Yeah, four people in the chopper, and they all survived. Uh, but with the help of Blaine Gabbard and his friends, on, who were happened to be around on jet skis. Yeah, his brothers were with him. I think it was what was it in forty feet of water, something like that. I didn't it see was, how deep the water was, like was but the bay is the not terrible. Yeah, yeah. That was. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah, that's good for them. Yeah, good job, Blaine Gabbard. I mean, man, yeah. that was something else. Um, Eagles head coach Nick Sirianni has yet to determine the starting quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles this weekend. That's because Jalen Hurts has an injured throwing shoulder and remains day-to-day. Um, Steve, you could, I mean, these guys pretty much have the one seed locked up. I mean, they could – I mean, it's not clinched yet, but they're pretty much there. Right. Are you are – you, playing him this week i'm probably waiting right like get that thing as healthy as possible for the playoffs minutes listen minutes yeah right like absolutely what are you doing if you're sirianni are you playing him if no. he's like 80 percent? absolutely I'm not absolutely not not that to mention guy... Minshew throw for threw for over 300 mm. yards against the cowboys last week it's not like you're got to throw a slug out there that's right that's right and philly is playing who are they oh, where are they oh where are they? I can't. Oh, there they are. They're playing the Saints, and they're six and nine. The Saints. Minshew can beat the Saints. Minshew right? can beat the Saints. You got to think that you're at home. Come on. You're not playing Hurts this week. I. You got to get him as healthy as you can you're for the games that are more important I, down yeah. the line here. Well, and that's right. That's right. The team and the team that is uh, that's chasing you, Minnesota. They're playing. You got to look at the schedule and you kind of cross reference it. They're playing Green Bay at Green Bay. Minnesota ain't going to win that game. Right. You're talking about the team that's closest to That's the closest. They've got yeah. the chance at the one seed. They're the only team with a chance at the one seed. I just, you know, San Francisco's 11 and 4. They, you know, you'd have to lose both games if you're Philly to risk losing the one, in my opinion, losing the one seed. Right. Losing the one seed. San Francisco's the next one, and you got to think probably San Francisco's going to win out. They've got Las Vegas and Arizona left on their schedule. Yeah, so the, the, the Niners are going to be 13-4. and four. But it won't matter if Philly finishes, you know, 12-3. and three. So, I, I, yeah, I'm... That's I'm, an interesting don't, one. Don't play. Don't play him, man. Yeah. Come on. Eye on the doing? big prize. What are you doing? I realize it's a week-to-week league, but, man, I wouldn't, 
I wouldn't have him with. I wouldn't have him within forty feet of the field. No. When they play this week, so. Yeah. Uh, so that's a that's around the NFL, which is brought to you by Kaleida Health, the official healthcare system of the Buffalo Bills. We wanted to bring to you uh, some sound from this week's comments from the players, and you know, just give. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. View their thoughts on this gigantic game. I mean, it's a big game, Steve. I don't think so. You know, I, I don't know if there's a bigger one this year. So oh, in this season. edition of Sound Bids presented by Tim Hortons, Head coach Sean McDermott, quarterback Josh Allen, tackle Deion Dawkins, and others talk about preparing for this massive AFC matchup against the Bengals on Monday night football. Yeah, I think that's really what it comes down to is two, two good teams led by two uh, really good quarterbacks. And, um, you know, we just haven't played them, which is probably the unusual part a little bit. Um, like we've played other teams multiple times. We just we have not played them um, other than a few years ago. So, um you know, they're a good team led by led by Joe Burrow, obviously. And you watch him in college, he's been successful. You watch him now in the NFL, he's been successful. So um, they got a really strong team. Well, I would be lying to you if, you, if we didn't see what possible impl implications this game can play. Um, does that change anything for us, how we, how we do things around here? No, but it, it kind of heightens your senses. I mean, that's, that's one of the four goals that Coach McDermott sets out for us each and every year. It's make the playoffs, win the division, secure home field. That's by getting the one seed, then obviously winning the, the world championship, the Super Bowl, and taking it one game at a time, just trying to, trying to control what we can control. And that's going out, obviously having a good week of practice and, and trying to execute against a, a really hot uh, Bengals team right now that's playing some really good football. You don't come across a team with, with uh, those three receivers like those like they have um, and the yards that they've built up uh, collectively. They're a heck of a team across the board, one of the best defenses we've seen. Um, their safeties are pretty incredible at disguising coverage, great D-line up front, um, linebackers that can run. So, um, again, just another super talented defense that we've watched a lot of film, but it's not a ton of different things that what we do from week to week they got guys that can play inside outside you know what i mean they could track the ball down the field so it's, it's very unique for us but you know we just gotta take it one at a time it feels special but I, I almost feel like that every week you know what i'm saying so just like you said it's 
it's another game for me, you know what I'm saying? Each, each week I, I come with the same mentality, just trying to be the best, trying to dominate and, and trying to win the game. <laughs> um, guys are really excited for this game just because, you know, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a way for us to prove ourselves. You know what I mean? We, we played against some, some good teams, but this is it's a great team. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is this is what you work so hard for throughout the you know the body of the season is to come down to the stretch here and play these games. Um, we've got a lot of respect for for the, the Bengals; they're the defending AFC champions, obviously, and represented the AFC in the Super Bowl. So, uh, and came within a whisker of winning that game, right? So, um, you know, it's a good opponent. They they won seven straight. Every game is a huge game, and you know this one is a huge game because it's that the next game. But uh, hey, you know. Stars on stars, you know, giants on giants, whatever you want to call it, you know. I mean, uh, it's just an another game, and uh, we have to take it for and what it is and understand what's what's at stake and, you know, just hit the field with bu Buffalo Bills ball. So those are sound bits presented by Tim Hortons. And, you know, not surprised, Steve, you got guys trying to downplay the significance of the game, but I thought Mitch Morse was very self-effacing, saying, hey, I'd be lying to you if we didn't know the added incentives that exist in this game because they know winning this week just about punches their ticket to get a bye for the first round of the playoffs. Well, they still, yeah. I mean, they, <clears throat> they still got to win two remaining games. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's big, and they know it. There's no question about it. It's playoff type of game for both these clubs because mm -hmm. it, a win for both of them really enhances their – ability to get to the Super Bowl once the playoffs start. Uh -huh. It doesn't mean anything for next week, week 18, if either one of them loses it. But they got to – you know, they're going to be – the Bills won't fall below the three seed. Uh, the Bengals will if they lose this game and lose against Baltimore next weekend. Uh, they'll be the five seed. It's a big swing. It's a big swing. You're on the road all – you yeah. know. For the entire playoffs, unless one of the six or seven seed upsets, upsets two time two yeah. teams, so you're it's big for them as well. Um, there you have it. I mean, that's it. Doesn't it just we looking at the graphic? The Bills are tied with the Chiefs. That they got the head to head, and that's it. They got to stay ahead of the Chiefs for the one seed, and the Chiefs play the Denver Broncos with an interim head coach this week at home. And then they play the Las Vegas Raiders, who have benched their starting quarterback. Yeah, I, I mean, um, to finish the season. Oh what do you gosh. think about that? Like Derek Carr saying, I, "I'd like to be away from the team." Now he clearly feels like he's been double crossed here. Yeah, like, they're benching him. I'm not playing good soldier here, boy. He's he's out the door. So to me, I think Derek Carr knows he's as good as gone. Um. I think if and Josh good. McDaniels, here's a question. You got two games left, and the Raiders are already in the top ten of next year's draft with where they currently sit. Do you really think that Josh McDaniels thinks he's got a better chance of winning with Jarrett Stidham at quarterback instead of Derek Carr? I don't think he does. Do you think this is a tank plan? No, because you're you're moving. No, you I don't. don't. I, it's money. If they released Dave, Derek Carr before, um, just after the Super Bowl, they save themselves guaranteed money of about thirty or forty million bucks. Right, and they need that's, to save money. That's it. Right. That's but, the move. Well, yeah, but you don't have to bench Derek Carr to do that. You can play him these last two games and then still cut him in March. No skin off your nose in terms of money. I'm just. I'm wondering. You can't. They're trade, in the top. You can't trade an injured guy, though. Okay. All right. That's a valid point. Um, but I'm wondering because you got all those teams that are so tightly packed. You know, six and nine, seven and eight. You lose a couple of games right. at the end, you could slide up the draft board pretty quick. Like you could go from a top ten pick to a top five pick. Sure. That's big if you need a quarterback. Right. You're talking about you know the Raiders moving up? Yeah. I mean, you lose the last two games. They're in the top ten right now of the draft with their current record. Right. You lose two more games in a tightly packed league. with. I mean, you got like nine teams that are between 
five and ten and seven and eight. Right. But you lose two games and you finish seven and you've ten. You've got your own top ten pick and you got Derek Carr to trade. Okay. And you you go down the list. But but let's I'll go down the list, quick thumbnail list of teams that are we're gonna need a new quarterback next year. All right, let me have it. The Jets, the Saints, the Colts, Tampa Bay, the Giants, probably. Mm-hmm. Carolina for sure. Tennessee. Yep. New England. Yeah, they can't pay Tannehill next right. year. New England, Washington, Atlanta, and of course, Vegas. What about but, Seattle? You can even throw Seattle on there. Yeah, well, maybe. If Seattle makes, yeah, right. Geno? Maybe. Yeah, but, you know, what are they going to do? Seattle. So there's a ton of, now, go to those teams and say, okay, who's not going to be in the top 10 or who will, you know, be willing to trade you assets for your for your guy? Jets. Jets. Because I see the Jets getting Indianapolis. Atlanta. Yeah. You think Derek Carr could play in Atlanta? Because Atlanta's going to get a high pick. You think Houston? <sighs> Houston could be the landing spot for him? Carr go back to where his brother got drafted first overall. Oh, he ain't going to that organization with the way that thing went. Well, it is. Yeah, it's They almost got his brother killed down there. Oh, well, well. 76 sacks in one year? Well, I'm, I mean, that organization David, isn't, isn't know, exactly the picture of model. I don't know if David Carr was ever going to be the guy. Well, but, okay. Yeah, they didn't okay. do a lot to help him. Well, no, they didn't. Outside of Andre Johnson. They haven't done much of anything. Mm-hmm. I, I, now, Derek Carr may not have the choice if he's getting traded. He's got a no trade. but he. Can, oh, he does. Yes. I didn't know that. But Yes. But, okay. So, he'll probably sign I off think he's vetoing it. Houston. I don't know if I'm Man, going would he, there. Would he veto the Jets or Washington? No, he would, would he not ve- veto about, the Jets. You think Washington? He wants to go play for Washington? I think he would play for Washington. I think that's a... Because, That's worse than Houston. Well, Rivera's there, though, and you have some measure of stability, and there's a lot of talent to work with there. So, to me, just from a pure on-the-field talent and head coaching perspective, Terry McLaurin? It's better. I don't know. Yeah, Terry McLaurin's like an all-pro. All right. Um, and you got, Do- you got the kid Dotson there. He's a good oh, player. Oh, Dotson is a good player. Yeah. yeah. So, true. I mean, there's some talent there on the Washington roster that I think would put them a couple of pegs higher than a Houston team that right now has won one game, may draft a quarterback, right, and is going to be looking for another head coach. We, yes, that's true. We've – and we got on this because we're talking about, you know, the one seed and how the, the Raiders are going to bench Derek Carr and they got to play the – Chiefs coming up next week. Um, it's interesting what's going on in Vegas because of the decision making. Well, and they have money problems too, as we have pointed out on this show, because they're still paying John Gruden ten million a year. Yeah. I mean, they're not flush with cash right now, from right. what we've heard. Right, because they're paying a whole staff. You know <laughs> that isn't working right now, or at least most of them aren't. Rich Pisacci right. is working. Uh, in Green Bay, the former interim coach. But, yeah, the money is not – let's just say it's they're not as in the black as people might think. <laughs> I, like, I see what you did there. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that's – so that, to me, is not about tanking. It's about – it's finances. Well, yeah, and they're not going to sign a veteran quarterback because that costs too much money. You're trying to save money by dumping car overboard. They're going to have to draft one. So you they want to get a, as high in the draft as they can. You draft a kid number one overall, not overall, but you draft a kid number one in the top ten pick. You can give him the that gives you a whole year, or maybe two. Yeah, to get him on, on point. Yeah, it buys buys McDaniel's time. Not that they're going to fire him anyway. The last thing they can afford to do is pay another coach that's not working. Another for staff. Him. Yeah. So he's not going anywhere. So you throw Carr overboard. You save money in March when you move him. And then if you can lose these last two games with Jared Stidham at quarterback, which probably enhances your chances of losing the games, you move up on the draft board without any cost to you. Right. Right now, the, right now Vegas is 12 in the AFC at 6-9. and nine. There's the Cleveland 6-9 and nine as well, but Vegas has a tiebreaker. Indianapolis, Denver, Houston. Then at the other, the other side of it, you've got a 3-12 and 12 
you got four teams behind you there and two other teams tied with you, Carolina and New Orleans at yeah. six and nine. So you're so, like right at eight, nine, yes, somewhere there in the, the draft. At, so at you worst lose case, you're eleven. You lose two the last two games by playing Jared Stidham at quarterback, you might be in the top five. And that's the difference between getting a franchise guy and not. I I, I think this is totally planned. Totally planned. Well, I think they were hoping that Carr would play better, particularly when they brought Devontae Adams over, Josh McDaniels. And Josh McDaniels sells himself by saying, listen, I can make anybody a really good quarterback, which I have yet to see evidence of it. So there you go. But he's not going anywhere. You're right. McDaniels is going to be the Raiders head coach for the next two or three years at least. 14 months. Ooh, you're only giving him a year and change. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll uh, put that on the whiteboard and see what happens yeah, a little we'll over that, a year from well, now. Well, if I put it on the whiteboard, it'll never happen. Well, I haven't gotten one of those right yet. So we, uh, we are past the break. we got to take a break here. When we come back, we will hear from Bill Center Mitch Morse, who is out of the concussion protocol, planning to play Monday night. We'll get his thoughts on what his last couple of weeks have been like going into the protocol, and as we know, it's not his first rodeo dealing with that. Mitch Morris coming your way next here on One Bills Live, presented by Collider Health. It's Buffalo Bills Radio. Welcome back, One Bills Live. Chris Brown, Steve Tasker. We wanted to pass along some comments from uh, Bills center Mitch Morris, obviously out of the concussion protocol, which is good news, planning to play Monday night, but really kind of provided some insight on how he and his family, for that matter, have navigated their way through concussion protocol, knowing this was not the first time. Here is Mitch. This start, how you how you feeling? Feel good. Feel real good. Uh, you know, it was one of those things that the guys kind of went through a tumultuous uh, travel plan, and I was on the uh, the inverted end of that, which was stuck at home. So while the guys were trying to get at home, I was trying to get the hell out of the house. Um, but besides that, feel really good. Got some quality time with the family. Got to recoup and. Um, you know, really etching to get back out there and, and play some football. What was the reaction when you first heard of uh, you getting a Pro Bowl now? Well, I thought they had misspelled Matt Milano's name on, on the piece of paper. Uh, I'm still under the impression that they did. Uh, you know, it was one of those things that it was a great honor, privilege. Um, it's something I don't take lightly. I appreciate my peers and anyone else who voted me on. Do I think this year was the year that I should have gotten it? Probably not, but um, it was regardless very cool. Uh, it's one of those things that I have guys around me that make me look a lot better than I am. Uh, I have a quarterback that makes me look a lot better than I am. and um, So uh, it's one of those things that's kind of hard to comprehend, but uh, we're very happy and the family's elated. Yeah, I mean, it was, uh, yeah, I, right when it happened, you knew that you, I was concussed. And uh, the nice thing was I understood the process, the program, understood that all the people I had talked to, the, the experiences I had gone through the past. Um, you know, at first it was a little emotional, but you kind of get out of that, and then you get into the protocol, and you, and you get into the everyday deal. You start feeling better. You understand that it's just one of those things. It's, it's part of my story and my football story. Uh, feeling healthy, they're not going to put me out there unless I am. Uh, did everything I had to do, and we're back out there. And I had a lot of fun out there today, and um, really enjoyed the day. Mitch, you were wearing the Guardian cap out of practice. Saw that on your helmet. Why do is that to be preventative? Like, what goes into that decision? I mean, it was something I'd been doing. Uh, it's something that I continue to do through training camp, and um, you know, as as the, as the year progressed, we got in less and less contact. And when we wore pads, I always wear it. And um, you know, now you're off fresh off protocol. You kind of got to got to wear it. So um, I just wanted to, my head to look as big as possible out there. Mitch, you mentioned the emotion of it. Um, how hard is it to just dismiss that side of it, understanding your history, and, and then again pushing through that? Yeah, I, it, you know, it's part of the it's part of the process. You know, you your emotions are heightened when when something like this happens. Um, you know, it's also frustrating that it's part of your story. But that's part of life, you know. Everyone's got something they got to deal with, and, and I'd had two good years of mitigating everything I could, and this was one of those things that was just unavoidable. We handled it the right way. They were very precautious with me. I was very honest with them, 
uh, you know, had some you know conversations with people that I cared about, and, and we just marched on. Felt very comfortable. Felt very uh, fortunate to be where I'm at, and felt very happy to be back out there and get to continue to compete with the guys. You the two year, You mentioned the two years of mitigating it, right? Not having it pop up. In some ways, did it kind of go in the back of your head as something that maybe you'd left behind a little bit, or is that something that's always you're thinking about? Uh, I wouldn't say you're always thinking about it, um, because when you go out there, you want to fly around with not reckless abandonment, but you want, when you're out there, there's only one way to play football, and if it's in the back of your mind, then you're putting yourself in a dis, dis, you know, disadvantage. Um, you know, when I when I signed my extension, uh, my wife and I we had some frank conversations. We understood that it, this was something that could pop up again. It did, and and we and we just. We kind of dealt with it, and um, you know she was such a trooper. The whole family was cool about it, and you know I feel very good and, and happy to be back out here. What does Coach like? McDermott during this process help you cope with such an injury? Uh, you know, I think for him he was he was just dealing with uh, you know we got a game plan coming up against a good Chicago team, and um, for me I was mostly working with Nate and my coach. And but the conversations we had with Coach McDermott were always you know it was it was never anything besides just getting healthy and we'll see you back out there when you're ready and uh and that's how it kind of worked out what's it like to be somebody who's at the peak of their profession and have to sit at home and watch while everybody else that you've grinded with all year sure. um yeah it's a good question you know injuries in this in this profession are uh you know it's a hundred percent injury rate uh, some of those are gonna put you in the back seat you know, it's it's tough when there's a hats and t-shirts day, especially to see that uh, the guys celebrating stuff. But you know, that was their moment. My moment was recovering, and uh, you know the guys were reached out. It was great, and um, you know they had a lot of fun. And uh, you know, I come back out here. I, I knew there was just time to just take it one day at a time, and that's what we did. And it, it was cool. Mitch, what was it like riding out this storm, and how much does your heart go out to the community, knowing? You know the tragic losses that happened. Yeah, it was. I mean, my wife would give me updates every day. Um, you know, it's it's one of those things that life is. It's uh, not to get philosophical on you guys, but um, you know, any loss of life tragically, it it's it's terrible. Whether it be you know you know the the race related ones earlier this year in Buffalo. You know, I feel like this community's gone through so much. Whether it be that. Um, you know, Mother Nature's really taking a toll on us. Uh, but, you know, this is a city of brotherly love. It's resilient. I was at Tops and someone let me use their discount card. I don't have a Tops card. You know, it was just like little things like that. No idea who I was. It's so little acts like that. Um, people really helping people. But like you said, I, you know, it's just you know, people getting stuck in cars, losing power and stuff. And um, It's easy for you when you're in your house and your power isn't out and you have a generator or something to not really wrap your head around it, but you know, there's, there's there's some people that were really, you know, this is devastating. Um, so, like you said, uh, the heart goes out to them, and this this community is very resilient. That being said, that doesn't make it much easier when when you have something like that happen. How important or nice is it to have guys like Ryan and Greg and Ike, all these interior guys? That if you are missing a player, Ryan or you, whoever that. Everything can kind of still flow like it should. Yeah, totally. I think you can't um, you can't understate how much it is, how nice it is to have guys, you know, veteran dudes or guys who have just been there, done that, go in, understand the game plan, put themselves in a position to kind of seamlessly transition in there. Um, I, I think guys like you said, GVR, Bates moving to center, Ike coming back in there, that was really cool to see. Uh, you know, I, I think you you have to commend a guy like Ike going through that adversity that he did going out there, not blinking, you know, and going out there and throwing his hands around having a party. And uh, it was fun to see. Did you have an idea at all uh, earlier this week that you had the potential to clear the protocol, or was it you show up today? And um, No, I mean, we, we knew the trajectory was looking good. Uh, we had gone through it, and, and I had seen the secondary. Uh, you know, there's so many people you have to go see, but that was a few days ago that we cleared that. And, you know, the, the next final thing was kind of going through practice, understand how that goes. And um, so the trajectory has been the right way, but we also understand that how fickle this can be or, you know, how it's such a fluid situation at times. So uh, we, we didn't put any specific date on it. That wasn't fair for upstairs or myself to do that. Um, but it just kind of the ebbs and flows this thing and uh, just the way it, it, it moved, it, it worked out well.
So that's Mitch Morris uh, addressing the media after practice this week. And you're always interested to hear a player's perspective after they've gone through what is not his first trip through concussion protocol. Where right. does he stand after six documented concussions, which are a lot? I mean, let's not make any secret about that. But it seems like he and his family are kind of in the right place going forward. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's always a concern when you're talking about brain injuries, but, uh, and we don't know the severity of one over another, <clears throat> over another. We're not right. the doctors. We're not in the room with him. We're not examining him. We're not checking his symptoms. Uh, cause he got through the protocol in under two weeks. I want to say 10 days. Right. Uh, so it's, it's a five step process and theoretically yeah. you can do it in five days at fastest. Yeah. Um, and we don't know that he might have been through it in five days. Yeah. Um, but the the thing they always tell you when you get there, and at least the way it used to be, and I've heard some uh, somebody, some people speak to this even since I've played, is that once you are 100% over a concussion, uh, certainly long-term is another issue, but theoretically – I don't know, maybe the data supports it. They always told us that you're no more likely to get another one if you're completely healed from the first one. Mm. The problem used to be, obviously, guys like me and whoever else, you'd get, as soon as you felt, oh, okay, I feel okay now, you're back in. Well, The same game. Yeah, same game. So the the amount of time that goes through and the way they check it now gives them – more tangible evidence. Right. That I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. you are completely healed rather than just feeling back closer to your old self and you can go in and bang heads again. That's the way it was because they just didn't have, just didn't do that back then. Right. We got to take a break here. When we come back, some interesting comments from Bengals slot receiver, Tyler Boyd, as he assesses Buffalo's defense and the quality of their secondary bulletin board material. Oh Yeah. We'll tell you next here on One Bills Live, presented by Collider Health. It's Buffalo Bills Radio. It is Tailgate Friday time, presented by Highmark Blue Cross Blue Shield of Western New York, the official health care plan of the Buffalo Bills. And opening things up for us is Chris, who says, I'm going to the game. It's a four-hour trek north from around Bowling Green, Ohio. And my wife and I will be partying with the Northern Kentucky and Cincinnati Bills backers. All right, good for you. Well, Find your go. people and go. Yeah. Oh. <clears throat> There's been a lot of stuff about the, how it was, you know, five years ago when there was such a – the Bills fans had such an affection for the Bengals for getting them into the playoffs on, oh, the, yeah. on the walk-off. Tyler Boyd, Andy Dalton pass. I think that's gone now, I'm pretty sure. Right, and we'll find out a little bit later in the show yeah. just why. Elizabeth says trailer park dogs using Nathan's hot dogs. Yes! Huge fan of Nathan's. And uh, Cincinnati beer cheese dip with Josh Allen hot sauce covering the dog, washing it down with a few Labatt Blue Light limes. See now, what are trailer park dogs? I'm not sure, um, but I know the brand of hot dog of which Nathan's, she speaks. Yeah, yeah, I'm which is famous with that and too. it crunches when you bite it. Oh, really? That skin is nice and tough. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Somebody, off of the somebody tweet what a trailer park dog is. Yeah, we're because do I don't know what that is. Now, look, um, I am a fan of Blue Light, um, even Blue Light Lime, but I tend to 
go that way in the summer. When it's cold, I kind of go back to the regular light instead of the limes. You know what I mean? I don't know. just seems I mean, like a summer thing. guys in there. Okay. No. Do you have a? No. No? No. I, I thought our crew in the, in the back was going to come yeah. through with a trade. It's got potato chips on it. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll ride the, with that. that. I'll the give consensus? it a go. Potato okay. chips and cheese sauce. Yeah, okay. Okay, I, well, yeah. all right. Is it wrapped in a slice Trailered of bread rather than a bun? Yeah, maybe Wonder Bread. They're, Who knows? You guys are guessing back there. All right, Just here's uh, be quiet. We'll move along to Jack. Last day before the New Year's diet starts, so thinking sausage and half banana pepper pizza since I didn't get it for the last game due to the storm and 20 wings. Maybe mango habanero or honey Cajun. Plenty of Guinness, and maybe if I'm feeling motivated, Cincy chili with onions, beans, and cheese. No on the Cincy chili. Well, I am a hard no on that. Yeah. Why I'm, is chili even in the realm of spaghetti? What are they doing Here's the there? thing. That chili that they put on that spaghetti in Cincinnati, it, it's not good. It's not. It's not good chili. I tried it, and I, I mean, I get like, it. It's it, technically, it, no. It's like hamburger soup. And you go to these places like like Skyline. Yeah, that's one of those places that right. invented it, from what I understand. I am not. I got to say, I'm not, I, not a fan. I, I'm, there's nothing against Cincinnati. I, nothing like that. No, you it's guys just, do you, but thing. I'm not participating. It's your thing. I hope you love it. I don't. Yeah, I don't either. I, now, I'm, I've eaten it on many occasions because you kind of got to do it when you go to yeah, Cincinnati. Yeah, I did that. And I've while. been to Cincinnati. When I was with CBS, Cincinnati stunk. So I got all their games, right? <laughs> so. We were in Cincinnati all the time, and yeah, I, I just never. Yeah, not for me either. Yeah, there's a couple other places in Cincinnati that I would go to anytime, but yeah, Skyline ain't one of them. Not, I'm sorry. No. That is Tailgate Friday, brought to you by Highmark Blue Cross Blue Shield of Western New York, the official healthcare plan of the Buffalo Bills. We take a break, but when we return, you know what's coming in hour number two on a Friday. It's Greg Cosell, senior producer from NFL Films. He joins us in hour number two here on One Bills Live. Stay tuned. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 